Pod More Get Better is recorded in front of a live studio audience. But this week, in honor of our lengthy time off, we've invited the studio audience to participate with us. At so, a safe social distance. A, hey, we're on uh, four opposite sides of this square table. I'd say approximately six feet apart. And uh, yeah, I can't quite reach Will if I lean back. Uh, so yeah, we've got uh, myself, Tony Johnson. We've got Will Sandstead here. We've got Andy Fox. And we've got Al Jazz, Al's Rule. So uh, we're going to talk about all things Golden Tea, including mobile this week. And uh, yeah, away we go. What do we want to talk about first, guys? Yeah, good, good to have everyone back. Good to see everyone. Uh, Minnesota this past Monday kind of lightened the uh, social distancing and public-private restrictions. Uh, Whammy, this is your first appearance. I know I've, I've kind of came down the banger bunker here and there. Not many uh, businesses in the banger bunker are still operational except for the, uh, the drunk lady who sells, like, diet pills or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but I see Fox maybe once, twice a week. Al Jazz uh, started showing up, I think, just like two days ago, maybe three, so that's yep. good. Right we did a couple up. driveway, yeah, driveway we, gigs. Driveway gigs with social distancing going on. So, Whammy, this is this is your first run back. It's I, good this to is see the you. first time I've been uh, here in, uh, in studio for uh, probably 10 weeks. My, uh, I, I blew up my Achilles 10 weeks ago today. Did you? Uh, so it's probably been about that long since I've been down here. Were you ever here after we got back from Wisconsin? I don't think you so. You might not have been. So I, don't think, I so. think ever since we left for Wisconsin, you haven't been here. Yeah. So I'm back. I'm not actually playing. I'm eating a cookie right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out here with uh, three fellow Worlds qualifiers. The mates. Uh, and uh, CJ, uh, not pictured. Uh, he was invited, but uh, apparently he's uh, too good to be with the uh, Ranchers Roundtable here today. Yeah, but, uh, definitely pricked by CJ. <clears throat> so, yeah, we've got uh, all of us Banger Bunker guys. we got uh, Fox. He's playing at Worlds. we got Al Jazz. He's playing at Worlds. Will, you qualified for Worlds. I qualified for Worlds on the home edition on one leg. And Golden T-Mobile. And Golden T-Mobile. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Like Kurt and, Gibson-esque. And CJ uh, qualified a couple weeks ago himself, so... Uh, yeah, the whole Ranchers Roundtable will, will be in Vegas, or wherever it is, whenever it is. We'll yeah. talk about that later as well. So, starting off, uh, how do we want to break this down, Tony? We got uh, some Minnesota qualifiers. I don't know. So, you went home edition. Al Jazz went home edition. Yep. I CJ. Went, CJ went on home edition, I think. Fifth, fifth tries the charm. Is that <laughs> yeah. fair enough to say? Yeah, he uh, he fourth or fifth. Yeah. He poured his heart into it. He yes. put his time and his wallet. Sure. Yes. He deserved yeah. it. Andy Fox was commercial edition qualifier on Dodge City, yeah. and I was commercial on on uh, on Lake Powell. It was uh, definitely a grind. We, we tried to warn CJ about the grind, and I don't I don't know if he fully knew what he was in for. But after that first week, I think he was just pot committed. He's like, I'm doing this one way or another. I don't care how much it costs me. And he- well, and especially with the uh, quarantine, he's like, well, I'm in, I'm in the house anyway or the apartment. Uh, yeah. Might as well bang out some games. Mm-hmm. I was telling these guys, I think I, in three days earlier this week, I put up enough scores to qualify for Worlds in, like, 24 games. That oh, on me, Dodge City? That took me, like... <laughs> A million games that week. Oh yeah, it's not on our list to talk about, but uh, Andy Fox with a 35 earlier this week. Yeah, that first game of the day. Thought. First game of the day, fresh off the streets. Uh, hey, uh, can check. Oh, hashtag can Adam check. Kramer. Yeah, uh, can check. I've got a arrogant bastard ale. It's a tall boy. It's a 16 ouncer. 
Uh, 7.2 alcohol by volume, so mm. by the end of this podcast, I'll be feeling pretty good. <laughs> Boys, what do you got? And that constitutes a face melter, peeler, warmer, probably just a warmer. I can't keep track of my own metrics. Well. Probably just a warmer. Yeah, this is a warmer. I mean, it's just under peeler status. Okay. Yeah, peeler status would be <laughs> 7.5 to 10. I got the standard uh, aluminum bottle, Coors Light. Yeah, uh, it's a, uh, it's a face uh hydrator <laughs> face massager <laughs> that's good all right face yeah massager. i have the standard coors light well silver bullet that's standard, the summer edition standard coors light but not standard can oh summer me edition and ball will, me and will are rocking the uh 2020 summer limited edition can with sunglasses on it and in cursive it says chill i almost chill, thought that said yeah. will on there i was like wow that's a pretty sweet can if it says will yeah I, it I, chills the blue part too yeah, I, I oh, feel like I like may the have mountains, to, but it's the, the yeah. cursive writing. I think I may have to save a case or two of these because they may be limited edition. Resale. I think that's yeah. obvious. <laughs> 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 Nothing about this says mass produced by any means. So yeah, we got a uh, we got one arrogant bastard and we got three blue mountain guys. Uh, I wish we were exciting as Tony, but yeah, we kind of stick with what's normal. So with this whole COVID thing going on. Um, power events. Power events has basically been shut down. So no. I, I don't want to say shut down, postponed, I guess is the right word. Yeah, the, um, the power events, the tour, the tour has been correct. postponed or whatever. They I don't know. They into the raffle business. Yes. Yeah. So uh, since we last talked, uh, they've had to postpone slash cancel. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, the St. Louis tournament. So that was originally in April, toward the end of April. Uh, they, they postponed slash canceled that. So I think one of the topics today is what's uh, what's PEGT tour wise going to do? Not just their vending business, but the tour itself. Um, their next tournament isn't for a while, so they've got a they've got some time to figure it out. And I was looking at their locations. Um, they're red states, so uh, that's an advantage. Mm-hmm. So they'll likely that. be uh, more <laughs> lax more lax restrictions in those states in general. Um, so you've got Indiana next, but that's not until August, and I think. You know, unless there's a big second wave, mm-hmm. um, that I think most most things will be normal-ish by then. So I suspect Indiana, the Evansville tournament would happen, and then South Carolina in uh, the normal Richmond slot, so the first week of October, and then Texas in December. So who knows by then? Yeah, in, in yeah. worlds, worlds has obviously been postponed, and it's been over Facebook. I know Adam commented that if you've already attained a world pass up to this point, worlds has been postponed you're still going to retain your Worlds Pass. So when Worlds happens, you'll still retain that pass to be playing in Worlds. Yeah, we got into this. If, if that wasn't the case, CJ might, he might have been <laughs> on Suicide Watch. Yeah. <laughs> we got into this a little bit the other day, and we were, you know, we still think there's a chance there might not be any more this year. You know, who knows? Any more what? Tournaments. PEGT? You know? Yeah, it just might be an off year, you know, because we don't know how this is going to play out, you know. And one of the reasons, like we were talking about, was – we didn't think that we could do tournaments any different. We kind of have to do them the way we've already done. There's really nothing that we can do to prevent. You can't go and stay six feet apart. From yeah, you can't, put up you can't have shield, the shields aren't going to no. do anything, you know. Well, it's um, like all this, uh, I'll say silliness, it seems like, with uh, this, uh, all the, po- the poker tables, mm-hmm. like with the plexi and the, 
and you know they're every other chair and it's like well you're still exchanging chips it's like in it the just, second you get up from the table there's no plastic glass and at a golden tea tournament you're going to be hugging your buddies how's it going yeah. giving them a fist yeah, bump and, and ass I, slap and and i again i think by by august or october or december there, there it might be that we're just in a place you know mentally where it's like yeah that just is what it is yeah yeah you know, we're well, fine the with the thing. fact yeah. that yeah we have to share a trackball and we're going to yeah. be around a lot of other people and can't be socially distanced and it just is where it is and th gonna, there will be people that won't show up that's that what one. i was going to ask you do you think that that <clears throat> fact alone is gonna could be it could off be offset by people's thirst for getting out to attorney yeah because yeah i know i for one am itching mm -hmm. do they does peg t we talked about this too do they if this location or whatever says you know we can do your tournament but you can only we you know Based on the size of our venue, we can only have seventy people in here. Mm -hmm. we'll, Start we'll, the bidding at one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> will Peg T still go forward, or let's say it's fifty people? Will they still try and do it, or because mm -hmm. you're gonna have a lot of people that aren't on Facebook and they're just gonna try and show up, and then they're gonna find out that they sorry, we got too many people in here already. You know, I don't exactly know how that's gonna work. You know, or if they're just gonna wait till the all clear is there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of odd because in the past first-timers have posted when Steve Sobel, he's kind of the mouthpiece for Power Events, he's posed, people have said, hey, what if I show up to, uh, you know, the Missouri tournament, blah, 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 do I have to prepay or anything like that? And Steve says, if you show up by, you know, 11 a.m. or noon on that Saturday, you pay, you know, it's open registration. You know, it's it's always, we accept walk-ups. So I think depending on the venue, which, number one, a lot of these places, it sounds like They'll look at the official, you know, fire marshal capacity if it's 400 people and they're putting it at 50% or 25% because I'm sure the bar doesn't want to dissuade their regulars and be like, well, you can't come to the bar this weekend. Yeah. So to accommodate 100, maybe 140 Golden Tee players plus, you know, 10, 15 servers, bartenders, power events people, incredible technologies people, and to put that back with the poker rooms at a poker room, like when we go out to Mystic Lake or Canterbury, we might be there two to five hours maybe six seven eight who knows but uh, but but we might be there like two I'll to get my money's worth yeah but we might be <laughs> we, we might be there like two to four hours two to five hours but these golden tea tournaments a lot of people are getting there midday thursday if not midday yeah. friday and it's like a 72 hour deal that's why i like i said i don't know if they can possibly do this without a, a complete all clear or you know you, you fit them into these windows where you know because i think we're all assuming that we might go back to the stay-at-home order you know, you mm -hmm. fit it into a window where there's, you know, we know for a month that there's nothing going to, you know, but then you have to have people willing, you have, to have people willing to go and willing to, you know, for them to load up machines, half of the people, book hotels, don't care yeah. about this. Half the people are taking all the really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think it's going to be in terms of, you know, going back on a stay at home order. I think, that, I think at this point with enough states taking off, it's just, can't put the cat back in the bag. Nobody's well, yeah, and it's going to yeah. be tough to get and, people and to do it. And there will be, yeah. to your point, a, a portion of the population that it will happily do it because that's what they're being asked to do. But then mm -hmm. there'll be enough of the population uh, where the, the the half or twenty percent or whatever it is that are following the restrictions are like, well, if these guys are just doing it. Then mm -hmm. what's the point? So, but anyway, uh, one other point is, you know, with a lot of restaurants and bars closing, I mean, the venues that they plan to hold these at are the are they even going to exist? when these tournaments are yeah. supposed yeah. to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of bars that are going to just And are they going to be willing to put up the money? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the money, then. that's a good because point. if you don't well. do that, that's going to be a no-can-do. So speaking of having the reserves, we kind of touched upon it earlier. 
Power Events, you know, we've kind of discussed this. They've raffled off some Golden Team machines. And, yeah. and my guess and my hunch is that, you know, I think they have 22, 24 machines. They just bought a new trailer. They probably have small business loans that are outstanding. And I don't know if they filed, you know, with the government for these small business loans and yeah, whatnot. But, but, but my, go ahead. Yeah, my, my thought is that they're raffling off these machines, you know, to stay afloat, to keep their, you know, loans in good standing and so forth so that they can come clean out of yeah. this on the back end. And are they doing it with machines where they, you know, this location closed, we got to yank our machines mm -hmm. out of there. We're probably not going to find a new location. Let's raffle the machines off. Like, I don't I don't know where the machines are coming from. But yeah, I saw one well, was down in Fernsies. You know. The, the one last, the, there was one that was just yesterday, right? Wednesday night, yeah. That was Brian Bernhardt's area. Yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah. It was uh, it was Brian Bernhardt's area, the Alexis area. And then the one before that was a Buffalo Wild Wings, also in, mm. like, northern Illinois. Because he said if you're in the whatever city it was mm -hmm. but it was like northern illinois if you're in this then you actually you can have the tv as well because normally with these raffles they're not including the mm. tvs like well but if you're in this area then you can have the tv as well because they save on shipping then but real quick before we move on from peg to you like it was we were saying the other day it's 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 bad timing for everybody this is horrible for everybody mm -hmm. but the timing for peg tea is obviously horrible as well but in the scheme of how it was going they were building so much momentum I mean, we were getting yeah. to the 130s over and over. I mean, they were really starting to get the attendance going. And I just hope we can get that momentum back because they were really ramping it up, you know. And it, yep. it, it was it was going great. It couldn't have ended at a, a worse time for them because yeah. it was really cooking. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to, you know, to Andy's point a little bit ago about there'll be, there'll be a percentage of the population, percentage of the golden tea population, uh, where it's just like, eh, it's, it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. But okay. also there'll be the flip side of that, which is – well, I, got, I just got to get out there. I got to yeah. play. You know, I got to see my see my friends that I haven't seen in forever. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want I I want this one weekend of a quote unquote normal. And yeah. So there'll be that as well. It'll be interesting to see if it offsets. Do you mm -hmm. think the first tournament back? Because there's two schools of thought. Me and Andy had on this. Is it everybody's? You know, I know there's people that are gonna stay home, but is it like everybody that normally goes is like I'm going? We end up like 200 people because everybody's just dying to get out and do it. Or is it the opposite? Where no, because it's Evansville. We end up with like 75, <laughs> 75 people because you have so many people that just aren't ready yet. You know what I mean? I, th I so. think I think the next one, logically, Evansville, I, I think it's probably more likely to happen than not. My only concern is that, as we've looked at from a Minneapolis perspective, there are no direct flights in there. Yeah. Which means yeah. I, I think it's yeah, like a Evansville's ten. Evansville's tough to get to. Yeah, so it's like a ten Flight or twelve hour car ride. <clears throat> but then if you're gonna all, all of a sudden start going to the airport two hours early, because it sounds like they might start doing temperature checks at the airport, blah blah blah. Anyway, well but, they've got a arcade now at the Minneapolis airport with a gold. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's huge. <laughs> and a guy like me, my next, you know, you guys kind of know my schedule. It's Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I I always want to go to St. Louis, but I skip it. I go to Worlds. And then I find my way maybe to Richmond and definitely Austin, you know. So I haven't missed anything. But if we come back, I just feel like I really want to go to South Carolina mm -hmm. just because we haven't done it in so long. Yeah, yeah it's, you know. So my schedule, would, I'd almost add a tournament because just because we're doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I want to support power events. That's why, you know, we talked about before Sussex and some of the other tournaments. It's like when you go there, you know, stock up on tees, stock up on balls. The vendor gets For half sure. that cut. You know, do that. Yeah. And that's so vital. I wish we could have executed that more. We talked about making an announcement and stealing the, the microphone from Steve Sobel because I think he's probably too humble to uh, 
do it himself, obviously. But you know, people talk about supporting local businesses, and I think yeah, we need to I, work on doing that here more too. Yeah, I mean, we don't think about it much here, but yeah, yeah. and I, I think that. I think that message gets heard. Like we, mm-hmm. we spread the word a little bit ahead of the the Sussex tournament. I saw some of it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I did. I and saw you do it, but yeah, I yeah. saw mm-hmm. other people do it. But I, but I think that um, the mes- the sure. the message will be even uh, more strongly received going forward. To say, hey, yeah. you know, obviously this was unforeseen, well, but just literally just you loading up on tees on one machine, two machines, whatever does would help, help us. a ton. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not totally sure, but I think. What, I mean, I've never been to Evansville, but I think the whatever won the August tournament, whatever location it's been, is always kind of like least attended of the year anyway. So it should be interesting to see. Yeah. Summer ones are always tough anyway. Yeah. Well, you're right. Because is, is that the old Cincy? Cincy? It's the one that's changed the most. Was Cincy? Cincy. It was Chicago. It was Minnesota. It was here. It was, it was Denver. Minnesota. Denver. Yeah. So, so it probably has the post Fourth of July, pre Labor Day, pre kids going back to school kind of. I don't Whoa. want to say dead dead yeah. zone, but just kind of sticky situation. Like I, I could be wrong, but I want to say when Damage won Denver a few years back, yeah, he made there was like shit. 45, 47 people there. Yeah, there was mm. nobody there, you know. Yeah, so I, you know, Power Events is going to have to find a way to number one have a good sign up list and then justify the expense. And and thank goodness Evan Evansville is probably their shortest drive. I would guess yeah, outside, like, outside of Missouri. Well, because we looked at flights to Evansville last mm-hmm. year, it was like, well, you know, you could fly into Louisville or Cincinnati. They're all kind of equidistant. I mean, St. Louis was further away, but it wasn't that far away. I think it was like four yeah. hour drive. Or yeah, something. Maybe I, I, I looked at I looked at flying into St. Louis and then just riding there with someone. I think it was right around a three hour drive. Yeah. So I mean that's pretty cool. And with them, I would think if they do a if they, let's say they abbreviate the schedule, mm-hmm. and we're only going to have three events this year, you know, and I don't think they've figured out Houston or Austin yet. You're probably going to have Top Gun, Little Gun in St. Louis as a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. Or screw it, we're doing it here this year. Maybe we go back to Texas. Well, that, or maybe we move St. Louis to mm-hmm. the end of the year to be the Top Gun location. You know. Yeah, so I, I, I think I think, be, I think that's a likely outcome that we talked about is that they don't have anything for texas lockdown which is in december granted st louis would be colder in december yeah they wouldn't have the investment of moving the machines you know the lodging the whole deal so that saves them costs up front and missouri is pretty centrally located as much as i'd like warmer weather it's not like it's that warm yeah it takes a long shot to lock down anything in houston in this climate right now anyway so you would think they'd have to Mm -hmm. yeah no i think that's an interesting idea just uh you know Acknowledge, okay, you know, our season is one event shorter. We've only they've only missed one so far, yep. and they're not going to miss another one until August if they have to postpone that one. So I mean, that's a while from now. Yeah, because three months gave them that buffer zone. <clears throat> yeah, and correct. so uh, yeah, you might be down one event this year, but uh, and I like think everyone would understand if like the Texas thing just didn't happen this year because for oh, yeah. financial reasons, for it's just easier to run the end of your tournament in St. Louis mm-hmm. and you know give the business that was going to support the tour. Um, that business back. It I'm seems sure like they're... those guys are pretty creative and they stay water. You know, you know, kind of not flying by the seat of their pants, but just like you know, if if someone throws them a curveball, they'll make a decision and roll with the punches and and just be like, hey, this is the way it is, and here's the reasons. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But... Yeah, but I think they usually come up with pretty good solutions yeah. and fair solutions. Yeah, they're nimble for sure, except for that get... one time they let mouth replay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They let Mouth replay. Keep going, keep going. Rattlesnake. Ranters Roundtable. I don't know what they were thinking there, but. I have nothing against Houston or Texas, but Mm -hmm. to me, even going forward, um, 
St. Louis just feels like where it should be, the Top Gun, Little Gun thing anyway. Mm-hmm. And this might be their ter- their chance to, to change their schedule. Maybe that's where mm-hmm. they want it too, you know, and it just yeah. not how it worked out because of the commitments. But, you know, it feels like that's where they're based, you know, come to us. Yeah. Here's the championship, you know. And it's central, and and for the most part, any major city flies to St. Louis on a direct flight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that you don't have that with Houston, but or Dallas if they were thinking about. So they have because of this, they have a chance to kind of customize their schedule. If it's not the way they wanted to, maybe it is the way they wanted it, but maybe they can move things around and kind of have their little World Series at uh, at home, you know. Yeah, I I I think this uh, thing is going to give power events. And other businesses, chances to, hey, we've always kind of thought about doing it this way. I mean, they've talked about, you know, professional sports scheduling. Oh, what if we actually did our season from here to here, you know, playing around with, you know, the designated hitter or playing around with how many games there are in a season. I, mean, I know Mark Cuban has talked about he, he thinks this is an opportunity for what he thinks is the right decision, which is to start the NBA season at Christmas. It's right at Christmas. Interesting. Because, I mean, their biggest competition is uh, NFL. And yeah. at that point, NFL's other than the playoffs, done for the most part. And yep. so uh, I think it makes sense. And, and you know, in, and in the sport, in NBA's sports big like... big day anyway, you know. Yeah, in, in sports other than football, I think most sports fans would agree that the season is probably more games than it needs to be, right? Yeah. You, you've made your playoff decisions with Definitely. 60 games in the NBA, 60 games with the NHL. 140 games with the with, with major leagues. All of them. Everything sure. could trim off some games mm-hmm. except for NFL. Yeah. Yeah. NFL's well, 17 now, but and now college. <clears throat> when college is in the last year, they've added one. You know, college football, right? Yeah. It's, it's not the whole 10 game schedule anymore. You know, some of them are playing 12. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But sometimes the Rangers roundtable gets a little off course. Yeah. I think we kind of stuck it. with uh, the bullet point of power events, too, are pretty good. Sure, but, yeah, yeah, it tailed a little at the end. Uh, That's when you know it's over. Yeah. It's top. S- speaking <laughs> of over, so we have 88 golden tee spots in the World Championship on the arcade unit, 39 of which have been filled. It's not even half. That's correct. But we have breaking news about Golden Tee Mobile. Tony Johnson, do you have it since you are officially one of the eight world qualifiers on Golden Tee Mobile? Well, I don't, I don't think this is breaking news. I think Adam well, announced it. Well, not breaking news, but Adam announced saying, it yesterday. In but, terms of podcast But it was new contest. to you guys. You yeah. know, I mean, it was uh, pretty well known in the Golden Tee Mobile community or whatever. But uh, So they just finished up their eight weeks of world's qualifying. So there was going to be... Uh, eight, eight qualifiers are going to play in the GT Mobile World Championships that, that was going to happen at the same time as the Golden Tee Arcade World Championships. Um, they had a lot of success. Obviously, they had to delay the Worlds, not only for arcade, but also for mobile. And so they gave them the opportunity to uh, ride the momentum that mobile is seeing right now and open up eight more spots. And so they just announced that yesterday. <clears throat> I think that was the worst kept secret in the world. But uh, I didn't... Well, I mean... <laughs> you didn't. You weren't watching Golden Sea Mobile videos, but, um, but anyway, yeah, eight more spots, and so, uh, yeah, the eight of us so far. I'm the only. I would say Golden Tea crossover player. You know, crossover. Not that these other guys didn't ever play Golden Tea, but you know, in terms of a mildly successful Golden Tea player, uh, that also is going to be on Worlds. But we've all we've got three very big names in the Golden Tea arcade world. Uh, two former world champions and one who's got the most successful Golden Tee arcade stream of all time uh, who are participating in Golden Tee Mobile 
-hmm. Now we've got Kins, uh, who was in the last few weeks of the of the first eight. Didn't yep. get in, but he was uh, in the he elimination. He made it to the bracket play. Yep, in, in the elimination part of it. Uh, we got Meow Chopper, Evan. Uh, I believe he was also in the last two weeks. Yep. And he then uh, <clears throat> he made it He made it to the finals, I think, in week mm -hmm. seven. That's uh, And correct. then got sniped there. And then mm -hmm. Mouth, who has uh, just recently started to pick the game back up, and uh, he's trying for it as well. He's, uh, he's pushing into the top bracket as we speak. And, uh, yeah. So uh, those three, obviously there's a lot, there's other golden team recognizable names um, that are playing, but, uh, but those are the biggest, three biggest golden tee arcade names that are, are crossing over or attempting to cross over. Other than Luna, not Paul Anthony Luna. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, someone plays as Luna. Is it Jordan Luna Scott? apostrophe. No, Jordan Scott is playing. He's actually pretty good. Um, Luna apostrophe uh, is... Uh, is he still not in? He's still not in. He's he's probably the best yeah best player like high volume. He just happened hasn't happened to qualify, but uh, he is a mystery golden tee arcade crossover. So there's lots of speculation there. I've got three my three main guesses for who it might be are Paul Taylor, Eddie Godfrey, and JoJo. Hmm. Those are my three. Uh, Ken's thought it was you, by the way, Fox. Shit! If I had to pick from the three you just named, I would say Paul Taylor. He's my he's my first he's my first guess because he's the most stealth. Why would anyone guy do that? Well, well, think about who we're talking. I mean, Paul not Taylor that Eddie Godfrey's do. trying to be secret. They're just throwing uh, curveballs. I could see, I could see Paul Taylor throwing a curveball. Oh, for sure. Ed and Joe are about as straight as they come, though. Not yeah, that, I, I but he's not. Wanna... I mean, it doesn't matter what you play as. He's yeah. just you know. Yeah. I mean, Joe isn't the most like publicly out there guy as it is. No. It's not like he's on yeah. Golden Tee fan all the time posting. He's just, you know. Never. And I could see him thinking Luna apostrophe was a funny name and then mm -hmm. just kind of rolling with it. But mm -hmm. Joe's the last guy looking for attention. So like, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right under the radar. So those are my three. Uh, supposedly it is a uh, quote-unquote top ten Golden Tee player. Golden Tee arcade. Really? Now there's, you know, there's some, you got some leeway there. But mm -hmm. okay. So I would read that as for top sure top 20. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but who knows? Do we think that they added um, not just mobile? Do we think that the added spots of mobile and home edition arcade were strictly because of COVID, or do you think that they might have had those plans in place to begin with? Like we're gonna we're gonna throw them eight, and then we're gonna add some more spots. And uh, I think that the answer for the arcade is yes. It was directly due to COVID. Okay. The answer for mobile is it's indirectly because of COVID because so many more people were are now playing mobile than were yeah, before yeah, that for sure. they yeah. could easily justify not only doubling the number of spots, but they doubled the pot. They, I they went to up to 30,000 for the 16 spots. I assumed it was COVID, but then I was thinking, well, you know, if you announce 16 spots right away, you're not really driving gameplay, especially on arcade, because, they, oh, I'll just sit back until week 12, you know, whereas if there's only eight, Everybody's gonna play every week. You know what I mean? Based on conversations that I've had with with IT guys, that was that was right. like they they were extremely happy with the response they got from the eight weeks. That they had every intention of it being eight spots. They loved the response. Probably a, a lot of that was to do with COVID and people staying home, um, and so they worked very hard to add the 
eight additional spots forgive, and the additional money. Forgive me for missing this. <clears throat> did they add those eight spots? Is there eight more spots, or did they take those eight spots from those 10 or 12 that we didn't know what we were, they were going to do with? You mean for arcade? Yeah, like is it still 89? Was it 89 to begin 88. with? 88. 88? <clears throat> did they... Is it now 96, or did they take those eight from those... Remember those... Was it 10 or 12 that we didn't know? I'm sure they we took We thought they were going to use in dailies or money shots or whatever? Yeah, I'm sure they took from that. Okay. Yeah. And maybe they might have even trimmed off a, a week of... of uh, commercial or commercial. something? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Man, I have no fucking idea what any of you guys are talking about. Yeah. You're only on, like, your second beer, too. <laughs> well, so they had... Three? Arcade. Had, ar- this is Golden Tier Arcade. Yeah, yeah but I just don't pay attention to how many spots are there. So they had eight home edition spots, and then they added uh, I knew that part. Six more, and I'm just wondering where they came from, if it mm-hmm. was preordained that they were going to yeah, do Yeah, and they're, that, you know? they're at 88 right now, so the question then becomes, when Worlds happens, if it happens with 88 people, are they going to do what they did last year and have a cut at, like, 64, and then, you know, the bottom 24 people are just, hey, thanks for playing on Saturday, sorry you don't get to play on Sunday. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, they could also hopefully expand it to make a full bracket where they bump it up to 96, you know, where all of a sudden you have a bracket yeah, of, see, that makes you know, that six, would be- 64 and 32, 32 and gold, 64 and silver, where everyone can still play on Sunday and get that tournament experience at the World Championships. I, I agree that 96 is a nice, round, beautiful number, but I think... Well, it was very easy for them to justify bumping up the prize pool and the number of spots for mobile because mm-hmm. of the response that they got. It would be equally unjustifiable uh, because of how little Golden Tee's been, no, been played yeah, yeah. in the last mm-hmm. month plus, two months. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, starting today, the Daily Pots are back up. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about $400 that. $400 on Kangaroo. So it was two hundred. See, I I literally haven't. Played. There were days it was one hundred. Like if you win so the daily, you get fifteen dollars. Yeah, Saturday and Sundays have been hundred bucks. Yeah, weekends wow. have been a hundred. Weekdays have typically been two hundred. I think there was maybe one or two Monday mix-ups where the pot was at three hundred, or maybe that was a Freaky Friday. I can't recall. I thought it was two fifty. A couple two fifties, but there maybe. were some that I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so it's good to see they're making tweaks and adjustments. Adam Kramer did post on Facebook that they're going to continue to look at because what we've noticed is that on some freaky Fridays, they're getting, you know, five, six, seven, eight hundred unique players who most likely played more than one game. And the coincidental pot two weeks later, which in theory is how the pots are determined. We can drop that. That's not, that's, it's just not true. The two week thing is not true anymore. We can stop it's, talking. It's over. That is, yeah. yeah. They do not use that anymore. <laughs> So, so, but on on that point, they also haven't told us what they're going off of, which, which is they're going off of gameplay, but like, just general, like oh, it's down, we're gonna lower it, like which you, is fine, but it's just yeah. the two week thing is like we talked about a couple days ago, and like you might have seen me post last night. I why can't there just be a set equation for how they do this? Because you know, I I get it. Maybe they need to pull revenue from somewhere, but. As soon as you decide that oh, we're going to take more this week because we need more money for this, or to me that's just a slippery slope. I just feel like that should be a set equation instead of adjusting a vig over and over. And maybe it's just me, but I think there should be an equation they use, and that's how they figure it out, and that's it. You I've always I mean? wondered that for the hole and win. Mm-hmm. Like, how does it go up a dollar? So, so Lake Powell hole number ten. Yeah. About five days ago, 
was at 196. The next day it was at 197. The next day it was at 198. So over the course of 72 hours, it went up $3. I know I pumped in way more than $3 on that thing. I did too. And then literally an hour or two later, Luke Nelson said it went up from the 198 I got to like 388. Yeah, it was 379 or something. Yeah, within like a matter of an hour. And then it kept going up. Like almost every time you loaded up a new game, it was up up a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it has to reach a threshold and then it just pops, you know, or yeah. something. I but don't know. wouldn't it be nice to know what is at least going have, on there? At least have some inkling. To some Al's point, of of, if they want to say, hey, we're going to take a 10% rake for Worlds or yeah. a 20% take, rake. Take a 30% rake. Take either. a 50% rake. Yeah. I just want to know just what it the, is. Just you know, hashtag Brian Bernhardt communication. Just aspect. don't tell me it's based on two weeks ago when it's clearly not. Yeah. Or, you know, we saw that before COVID started with the, Correct. the Freaky Friday Daily started dropping. Yeah, Luke Nelson kept like 48, uh, a very close eye on that. 35 or 32, 50 for quite a while there. Well, that's because gameplay was down a lot. Well, was it? I, it maybe was. Yeah. yeah. I went I went and looked and showed Luke Nelson well, that, that it was. Then it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> then it was. But I just, then you've done more research yeah. than me. Thank you for doing some content work. So, anyways. I don't think they're trying to pull a fast one by any means. No, way no. too big of a It's not that. I Just more yeah. transparency, maybe, or, you know. Yeah, just, I'd love to know. Because Very we're, st- you know, a lot of people are still operating on, we think it's going off of two weeks ago, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm done operating off of that, but I'd like to know what it is. But, you know, they do a lot for us, too. It's not. Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't want to say IT is in survival mode right now, but, I mean, if you look at what Power Events Golden Tee Tournament, you know, Power Events Golden Tee Tour is doing that they're raffling off machines, which in my mind says, hey, we got loans to pay, we got bills to pay. Totally get it, you know. I want to see them, you know, keep their head above water, get the tournaments back going, get their revenue, and continue to grow their business. Now, with IT, we know that they just moved into a new office, what, maybe a year ago or so? Year and a half? Yeah, no, I I think less than a year. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know what kind of operational, you know, I haven't looked at their P&L report and their operational expenses and revenue and all that, but you have to think, you know. Private companies. I, I know, I know, that, that, that's what I'm saying, but, you know, n- not having access to that information, you know, I think it'd be really interesting, but of course I want to see IT stay afloat and weather this storm. I, I think that if we're going to speculate on IT's finances, let's, let's just speculate. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you know, they've got a, a pretty steady stream of income, uh, you know, 35 cents from every game gets go, goes to IT. A certain percentage of the daily goes to the worlds. All that. Tees, yeah. I think what'll be really interesting. Obviously, the last two months, and it, and based on the last two months, they probably can get a PPP loan to cover some of their losses. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And they probably had a decent amount of operating uh, cash just to kind of weather a storm. What'll be really interesting is in. September, when the orders for the 2021 Golden Tees start mm. rolling in, whether they're going to get as high of a reaction from the vendors who might not have survived the storm mm-hmm. as they as they have yeah. been in years past. It could be that whereas years past they've sold 15,000 updates at 500 bucks a pop, and that you know so mm-hmm. whatever that is 7.5 million, um, that that is no longer 15,000 updates; it's 12,000. Well, that's a big hit. Yeah, yeah. it's still lower, a lot of money, but it's a big hit. Do they lower the price of the update just to hope that they can? <clears throat> so, so know. on the flip side of that, with you know vending companies potentially going under, our vendors stopped in here a while ago, 
and said, you know, Dean Venning stopped in here, Sean Dean, he said he's worried that about half of his locations will potentially close and not survive this. Hashtag knife machine! Yeah, yeah, which, 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 which means he's literally going to have, in theory, you know, his golden tees, his silver strikes, big buck, pool tables, yep. you know, touch-tuned jukeboxes, collecting dust in a warehouse somewhere. Cool. Now, to go back to the IT side... Illinois has been stricter than Minnesota, so IT couldn't even access their warehouse. But when they did, they bulldozed through all their home additions. So right. now, on the flip side of not getting commercial unit updates, maybe they'll get it with the, the home edition. I don't know how much it would offset. I don't know how many units they've sold versus that. But on the flip side, if only 50% of vendors survive, you might see some cheap golden team machines listed on eBay and IT selling the bejesus out of their $100 home edition chips. Just a thought on that. Yeah, a lot of these vendors, like, you know, I don't know if you guys have been to Dean, but if they had 10 locations closed, they don't have anywhere to put this stuff either. You know what I mean? They're rare. <laughs> Unless they got a storage unit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's part of what's going on with power. They're like, we don't want to store it. Mm -hmm. We'll just sell it. And if we need to buy a new one someday, we will, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another, another blue mountains for me there. So, Tony, you just kind of talked about the update, the revenue it generates, but we've got some other exciting news. What is it, June 8th, it sounded like, potentially? Yeah, so Adam said that uh, must have been on a – someone was, was asking about the new tees. Yesterday and, or today. Yeah. And so it sounded like, you know, like you said, IT, their offices are closed. And so mm -hmm. the, originally the new tees and the new uh, – pin locations were going to be starting avail available like August, uh, April 1st. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we can't really, uh, you know, if there are issues, we can't really fix them because we're Glitches, not in the yeah. office. And so we can't really QA any, nearly as well as we could normally. And so we're going to delay it. So people keep asking, when are the new tees? When are the tees, new tees? Because, you know, we want new tees for the for the courses. Yeah. Um, and it looks like June 8th. And so Adam wasn't like, promising June 8th. Mm -hmm. He said it looks good the target that, date, yeah. that we'll be able to target June 8th and, and stick to that. So, uh, yeah, that'll be great. New uh, new tee boxes, hopefully, June 8th uh, and, and uh, pin locations. So we might actually get a, uh, on Lake Powell 16, we might actually get a pin location on the lower tier. On the lower tier. Oh, which, that's good. Which had, which, did they have that in events mode on the home edition? They No, but uh, occasionally you'll see a replay from uh, Real-Time Rivals. Real-Time Rivals has a pin down below. Oh yeah, I know. I, I thought I it, played one. I never. I've never had one. It could be that there was. Um, I I haven't actually decided if a bottom pin is easier. I'm not sure it is. I don't know. I'm used to sending because in it, little I, missiles that kind of do the one hopper check on the top level. Right. Because you, I mean, and we'll we'll get used to any golden tee shot that we have to get used to. But like, when it comes down, if when if you don't make the top tier if you kind of hit mm -hmm. that hill and roll down which seems like it'd be pretty easy to do for a lower pin what well, always kind of rolls into the rough yeah so you're not putting and so it'll be it'll be interesting the lower pin well i think you just club down and hit it harder ask the pro i guess that's right god, <laughs> god if only we had some if only we had some local golden tee people that had home additions and could play real-time rivals and uh and check out lake powell hole 16 i swear i've for played a, some for I a can't remember what where that was with the pin in the bottom. Sounds like a bad dream you had, I'm guessing. Maybe. Yeah, I, I was like, some... man, this is easy. Well, Jazz uh, just came back to the conversation. Uh, were, have you ever played uh, Lake Powell 16 with the pin on the bottom? Yes, yes. In real-time rivals, it's on the bottom. There we go. But the thing is, is uh, I think some of those might be new tees, maybe new pins. 
but they're all closer. So I don't think that's necessarily going to be the new. What they'll probably do is they'll probably like everything the on real time rivals is way closer behind the, the green somewhere. Well, that or uh, on the side, which would make it difficult. You know, or like cut shots. Like Maybe last playing year, some fools. Like last year, they would take holes away. Like is is hole one on Dodge never going to be drivable anymore? You know, or or is Oakwood Oakwood one always going to be drivable? You know. You know, it seems like trying to. I'm trying to think back to years past. It seems like if anything, pars tended to be better in terms of like if on Christ, average yeah. if a course was 30 after the update it's 31 and maybe some stayed the same but most of them went the way of having a, a lower bar. yeah because wasn't mayfield one kind of tough to get like you had to piss pound it and then there were some times yes. where like you didn't even need a t at some point same with royal dubai and when it changed one. Yeah. it was there every single time yeah, yeah. so but agave we'll who knows agave, didn't they take something away on agave but then they changed 18 to a par 5 so the par stayed it was the same an, or something no it was like an that? alternate on hole hole 18 where and if it was drivable four, it could be 4 or 5 yeah if it yeah. was drivable it was a par 4 if it wasn't it was a par 5 I think they're still figuring out the whole yeah. uh, seasonality of new tees new pins starting here and then releasing seasonality yeah. I think some of the stuff on real time rivals is maybe some of the stuff they're going to use yeah There's one hole in particular that I think they're going to use because it turns it into a drivable and it adds a stroke Kind of like he was just talking about. And I don't remember the number of the hole. It's on the front. It's like six or something. Do you remember the course? Dodge City. There we go. <laughs> so I got sorry. I got some. And, oh, oh, but, the par five. Yeah, but everything. Yeah, yeah. Mouth but, is showing but, some. But everything's closer, and I'm assuming there's going to be some tee boxes that are farther too. But real time rivals is just. Uh, it's just casual. Tee Maybe boxes. that's what it is too. I, I don't know, but but I I feel like in years past. It, They've just kind of opened up some of the casual stuff yeah, could when, be. They, when they change the tees, you know. So, so on that note, I just want to chime in with that. Um, Arthur, I want to say it's Arthur DeVries. I, I don't have it pulled up, but a while ago, he sent me some real-time rival videos from Grand Teton. And, like, hole 17, that mountain went from over on the left, depending on the tee box you get, went from being this huge mound to basically non-existent. The green wasn't in slope, so maybe it was real-time rivals. But oh, he, I he, that, yeah. Yeah, he sent some funky looks on Grand Teton that definitely, I don't want to say almost look like new holes, but were, were definitely changed around. So if you're a homeowner, uh, definitely get on real-time rivals and maybe discover some cool new stuff that's happening. Uh, one other little uh, nugget from uh, Golden Tee Updates is just last week they uh, announced the a new type of golden tea i guess mm -hmm. golden tea go mm -hmm. so it is a home edition uh it's essentially like the top i don't know 10 inches of a regular looking golden tea deck yeah that has a little miniature television in it mm -hmm. but also has the ability to have a uh, an output into a regular tv hdmi hdmi output yeah, yeah. um and so I don't know. I saw price estimates of like twenty two hundred. Twenty two hundred. Yeah. I don't know if that was real or, or what, but um, I think it's legit. I think that's what Game Room guys was selling it for. Mm -hmm. um, well, and then immediately, of course, people were like, "Oh, it's too expensive." Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Why? <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, first of all, it depends a little bit. It depends yeah. on how connected it is. If it's just golden tea casual. Yep. And you don't get any uh, connectivity to, uh, you know, tournaments online and stuff. Staff. You can online play staffs. invites and events. Mm -hmm. Then it's almost no different than, than a, than build a, a yeah. build Cause, box. Cause you could, <laughs> yeah. Well, because you could literally build a box to set it on that. Yeah. That's what I was cabinet. saying the other day. Like, we were talking, like, if it's 2200 and you can save 
$1,600 or $1,700 or whatever it is, guys are just going to build a pedestal where they can yeah. drop it in there. Yeah, Brian Rothstein Brian and Adam Fitzgerald will build stand-up oh, pedestals. Sure. And all of a sudden, if you've got a tailgate or a party to go to, Oh yeah, we'll just bring it over to the place, and you got your little tabletop golden to go. Be- won't be long before CJ has three home editions. Because yeah, no it's kidding. only twenty two hundred, that makes me feel like it's not yeah completely it's not capable be because capable, it would yeah. kill their home edition sales. You know, because who would buy one? You just build your box, you know, and you save sixteen hundred dollars, and I can bring it tailgating. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even the screen's there, but I could probably unplug that internally and just use the deck you know what i mean so i i feel like there's something that we don't know that makes it a little cheaper because you could so easily turn it into a home edition because me and will kind of we did some references with the pictures and it it looks like the regulation deck to us you know yeah like just chop down yeah chop down like eight or ten inches in the front and then you know, ten or twelve in the back. Or do they want to stop making the home editions? And now, you know, next month I mean, they'll come out with a stand for well, this thing. That thing and, yeah. and that thing is way easier to ship than a than a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just did like. I mean, and also, would that price point appeal to, you know, forty percent more people? You know, yeah. A lot of people might say, I don't want to pay thirty eight hundred or four thousand for a home well, edition, but I would pay twenty two hundred. Well, but, and I think there's so many like. Al Jazz, me, CJ, you know, we use our home editions, we qualify for worlds on our home editions, we play invites. There's, I think there's a really big percentage of the population that just don't care about the online stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just want a golden tee at home. And, and if it's not Absolutely. connected to invites and it's, you can't do the worlds qualifier on it, care. whatever, I don't care. I just got a golden tee in my game room. And so yep. that is going to appeal to that crowd a lot more so. Than, and they would sell those for twenty two hundred too. So, but you know, I I just don't. I think there's going to be something missing. You know, it's yep. yeah. And remember, in casual now, let's say it's just casual and you can't do your invites or anything. You can play casual and use your equipment and use your guy. Now, you know what I mean. So, you you could get a casual and not be online, and you could still have all your clubs. You know, you'd have to be online at some point. But you could be, you could still use all your clubs and all that. You just couldn't get in a live contest or do invites or any of that stuff. Is that still worth it? You know, it probably is. But if I'm just playing with a blue guy, to me, it's not worth the twenty two hundred. So you know what I mean. So my question about that is, you're going to have to update the machine. We talked about updates earlier. So if you pay twenty two hundred for a machine, are you going to spend five hundred a year to update? Where you're like, gosh, I got to pay twenty five percent of the total value of this thing just to get five new courses when I already have. 77 or 78 of them or is it going to be a slightly reduced yeah. slightly tweaked down i mean there's a lot of unanswered questions i'm excited for the format um but in terms of number one the specs and then number two the you know online capabilities i mean what it entails maybe it only has casual and events and it, you can't do invites or maybe it has events or it has invites but no events. I mean, there's a lot of there's kind we of need, a lot of options at play. We need one of those videos, you know, where the guys they buy the product and they take it all apart and figure out what's going on with it and tell you what the differences are between. If, inc- if Incredible you know, Technologies wants to send us one, yeah, we'd be happy yeah. to do that. We'd yeah. be happy to beta test it. Well, th- this table put it through is about, the ringer. This know? table is about five and a half feet. We could do no, four it's six of feet. Them. Social distance. We're perfect. Six <laughs> feet. Table. Three feet here. We, we could three fit feet. four of them on top of the table here right now podcast while we all play now are we all playing together are we all playing in an invite together are we just each playing casual game that's what we could be like a be like a circle bang 
Yes. <laughs> circle about, jerk, a gangbang. I mean, what, what, what did you guys think about? Because I saw a lot of people say it might be destroyed. What did you think about playability if you didn't plug it into a TV? Like I, for me, I thought I would still be able to do it because I'm looking at it and then I'm just executing the shot. It's not like I have to look at the screen the entire time I'm in the shot. I, th- I Is think. It dist- do you think it would be distracting? Uh, I think, think. I think number one, it would take some getting used to. But then number two would have to be. Like, I'd have to find, like, the perfect spot at my house to get it similar to a current golden tea thing where I can put it on this thing that's 30 inches high. The tabletop, you know, once you put the cabinet on top of it, is exact same height. Like, I think I would want that, you know. But then the second thing is is durability. How hefty is this thing, you know? Do you got to put a bag of sand in it so if you hit a power C3, the thing doesn't, like, boot scoot? Yeah, it's probably got some big rubber feet on it, you know, like... Uh, yeah, there, there's just some questions because in terms of the weight, you want it to be heavy and durable for people who are going to piss-pound the crap on the ball. But then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, all of a sudden you bring in, you know, 150 bucks in shipping because it weighs so much, or you could cheese it out and make it super light, but then you bring durability factors in. Yeah, obviously I haven't played it, but looking at it, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, if somebody put that on a tailgate we were going to have some fun and drink some beer at the tailgate. Mm-hmm. I think I could play on that screen. You'd be playing it, one through right five. There. You'd be right. playing one through oh, yeah. five. No, we'd play. And actually, that's my original Golden Tea experience was on. You remember, like, the, like sit down the, like, the, with the, the flat screen? It was like a tabletop. Video yeah, like game, Galaga where you look down yeah. at it? Yeah. yeah. I, I played a Golden Tea on that. Yeah, I've, I think I've it was at like an Italian restaurant in in Roseville, like an old Pac Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so there was golden tea on that, and and so I mean, not too different. Wow. Uh, obviously, uh, my game has advanced a little bit since 1998, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, that was my first experience. It'd be was, interesting uh, was to on see a flat, you know, set down screen. What? Uh, how the screen holds up to you just constantly running your hand across the top of it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder what kind of screen it is. Yeah. Like, how? I would think it's is it like, like an iPad. Two years in, I'm like, I, I can't see this thing I anymore. I gotta probably, plug it in. <laughs> my, my my concern is and that most people are going to use a TV anyways. Oh I, yeah, for sure. I, I think they're going to take advantage of the output. So then, would the monitor function as a second screen like they've had in the past? Because I think the screen that comes inside that deck or above the trackball is going to be similar to that second monitor on the old cabinets, where it's like yeah. a 15 inch LCD screen. They got rid of the functionality of that. They, yeah, I, I know they got rid of it. Well, but he's I mean, saying the physical but, screen itself. Yeah, but, yeah. but now with having an HDMI output, in theory, if someone hooked up a secondary TV, or is you know the screen on the deck going to show the gameplay and the TV, or is it just going to be one or the other? I mean, because if you're playing a multiplayer game and this thing's sitting on a tabletop, how fun is it if your buddy hits a shot to rush over and look over his shoulder, look yeah. down at the screen to see what he did on so, the shot? So you're saying like some things are, you plug in an HDMI and as soon as you plug it in, that shuts off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I'm saying. Yeah. So the small TV shuts screens... off as soon as the plug goes yeah. in. You know, you pull it out and turn it back on. You know, who knows? I don't know. It's definitely. I think it's a good idea. I think they're gonna sell a bunch. I think it just. I think there's a market, like Tony said, for people that just don't care about the live play. You know what I mean? Wonder whose idea that was. <laughs> my theory is. I think uh, it was well, here's my theory. So this was a while ago, probably four or five years ago. Someone posted that they had brought their home edition out to the woods <laughs> and that was like they went camping and then they had a tailgate that folded out with a tv oh i saw that it was and awesome. the it guys were like oh my god that's awesome and i my theory is that's where the idea for this Planted portable the, the portable but still very playable mm-hmm. uh, golden tea was hatched 
the That's rumor was, and you know, a lot of stuff is tongue in cheek on Facebook. But the rumor was that somebody at IT had a dream. Yeah, how to had, had a up, dream about they stacking woke up and cash. Went to the headquarters and said, "You can't believe what I thought about last night." Yeah, my dream. If know, I came up with a great idea that was based off someone's camping trip, I'd call it a dream too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That's pretty similar to that guy that didn't, just went on that camera truck. No, no, it was a dream. Yeah. I promise. Didn't, didn't that guy have that thing like on tracks? So like, you, you laid down the tailgate yeah. and you could no, just it was incredible. Pull it out on a, you could pull it out on a drawer yeah. and just start playing. Like I thought it was awesome. I think the IT you know? guys were fapping to that. And again, so, that's another awesome. Re- well, he, the guy's probably not online, but you know, if you go somewhere where you can pick up, you know, well, public Wi-Fi like well, in these well, tailgate well, now, lots downtown. Vikings or whatever. You yeah, so I, I know Golden Tee doesn't use. I know Golden Tee doesn't use much data, but right now, if you can patch in your phone and use your phone as a hotspot, all of a sudden, you know, you can do gameplay. You can do online. It would definitely the, run the, off of a hotspot. Yeah, because it does not need. Well, yeah, the, now the, the Golden Tees that are shipping intense. now have Wi-Fi. Yeah, so, Wi-Fi dongles. Yeah. Yeah, they flying do. dongles. Flying D- dongles. Does that thing have Wi-Fi? <laughs> I don't know if we know that. That's you know, a great day does. every year. Yeah, I'm guessing it does too. Because really. It, the twenty two hundred though, I don't. There's not sixteen hundred dollars worth of particle board there. It had you got a Nighthawk, mm-hmm. and you got that screen. So, so, so I feel it, like there's something that's not there that you're not. So a, a, no card reader do, probably. You know? No card reader probably. No keypad. So you'll probably have to do something where you got to scroll the trackball over for your lost card ID or like in the old days, social security number. Maybe it's pin. text to voice. That adds another fifteen minutes to a four player game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh shoot! That was supposed to be a C, not a B. Yeah. Start over. Yeah, yeah I, I think oh, I think man. that'd be pretty interesting. I I don't know. I I just really ultimately want to see the features on this thing. Um, I don't know because what it can connect to and what it does in terms of. I think the upper echelon players are going to look at it if they were on the fence about the four grand for a home edition and see something for half the price. I think they'll. I think they'll throw down the two grand and be like, okay, I'm going to dabble in this first. Because but not at, if there's no invites. Yeah, in, yeah, that, no. that's what I'm saying, depending on the features. Uh, depending on the features, because if they can make money on it, they might sit on it for six months or a year, and then just shy of update time, offload it for you know a relative decent resale value, because Golden Tees have held their price pretty dang well. Yep. Which, you know, one, I, do you, which one do you get if there's invites but no events? That's a good question. In three years, when they start to hit the or vice versa, uh, yeah, when they start to hit the used market, mm-hmm. do the five of us chip in on one and start going to Twins games and uh, Vikings games and bang a little, a little team oh yeah, well, well, with with <clears throat> the amount of money that we rake in on this anchor podcast, <laughs> you can uh, you can see we've upgraded the phone. Uh, we went from an iPhone seven to an iPhone eleven. Yeah, I have not expense. You can probably tell the audio difference. I have not listeners. submitted that uh, expense yeah. report yet, Tony, so well, look for that coming. In, in closing on that topic, I'm just really excited. People start playing it. I just want to know what they can do on it, you know. I can't wait. Yeah. Did they give a release date or they just kind of tease it so far? I, don't know. I think it was a general overall teaser. Remember, like, Golden T-Mobile? They teased the hell out of that for months and months and months in beta testing, years probably. And then they finally released that commercial of that dude in a bathroom stall. You can see his feet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear golden tea noises. Well, there's that, like, yeah. there's that video. Did you watch that video of those two guys reviewing it? Almost like they've gotten their hands on it already? Or you know, I have not, it, no. I, I, somebody posted it. or Oh, I it was the game, game room guys, right? Because no, they accidentally leaked it too early or something? Well, they, they were the one that posted the, 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 
the sale and the price of it or whatever. But somebody posted like, it's like a five minute video of these guys reviewing Golden Tee Golf. And they don't, they're just like arcade owner kind of guys, you know what I mean? And they're comparing it to the other Golden Tee. But, but uh, to me that, they don't work for IT, they must have gotten their hands on it or else they got a spec sheet or something where they could read off of it. But Interesting. Yeah. So it didn't actually show them playing the game, or it did? No, it was two guys sitting here like us. You know, Just bantering back and forth, about speculation. Golden, about Golden Tee oh, Go. We should, la we should you know. label this as a Golden Tee Go review here at yeah. Podmore Get Better Podcast. It, it sounded like they knew more about it than just, hey, this thing's about to come out, you know. Hmm. Interesting. So, who knows? That's really interesting. Maybe somebody can repost that after they hear this podcast and we can watch it again. All right, record button is oh, yeah. hit. We're, we're up against the hour there, so and we had some uh, bathroom issues that needed to be uh, attended to. Uh, we've got two outstanding questions here from our, uh, from our Podmore Gate Better guests. Yes. We'll start with Andy Fox, who was asking about mobile. Golden Tee Mobile. So uh, he didn't I've, know mobile existed until earlier today. <laughs> I did know mobile existed. I just not played it. So Tony's said, a double dipper? What? So I said, I, f I feel like I'm fairly, like... You know, I know my way around a golden tee. And you text Lemon all the time. I know my way around a cell phone and iPad. He's a decent. He's a decent guess for uh, the alternate. Uh, yeah. For for Luna apostrophe as well. You're just, you're, oh, just yeah. you're just on social media but, a little less frequently than others. Yeah. But Andy Andy would know if it was Lemon. No, he, could, I don't think it's him. Lemon would have convinced Fox to be playing this long before right now. I couldn't uh, see Lemon. My question was, if game. I spent. You know, they added eight additional spots. If I spent four hours a day for the upcoming, you know, however many days, could I get good enough to get into that final eight spots? C coming in from scratch? Coming in from new? So I, here's, like, here's how up, I'll answer that question. Le like, literally no experience. Starting from scratch. Yeah. Here's Rebels how I'll answer zero. that question, and then I'll get detailed. Well, Do you before think you start, before you start... Mm, okay. With the caveat that I have you at my disposal for advice. Yes. So I'm not, I mean, that, that probably helps a little bit, right? You could ask advice and I would I think it would be help happy a ton. Yeah, I mean, it, it would help. But uh, that is essentially what Mouth did in the last week. So oh, really? if you think that you can uh, equal Mouth's prowess at ramping up and getting good, then, uh, then, uh, then you have your answer. Okay. And and maybe you you say you know what that mouth is just more skilled than I am. Maybe it would take you two weeks. How much how much time do I have? Uh, the f so the first worlds, the first week of worlds qualifying, of the next eight starts June first. Now I, at that point in the first eight, I wasn't even playing. Like I didn't start playing mm. until week three. I didn't restart playing until week three of the first eight, and then I qualified week four. Now, I had the knowledge of I played it a bunch for a month last year. You got pretty damn good. But this, it, it definitely, um, it's my kind of game in terms of it's, it's, it's less muscle memory and more just kind of, figuring it out and figuring the right shot and doing some, it's not like heavy math lifting, but it's like, okay, well it's 212 yards and I want it. And it says it needs to go 200 yards. So, okay, I need to be at 
95%, whatever. There's a little bit of math, um, but it, you know, it, it's not heavy lifting math. Um, I think anybody that dedicates themselves, that has golden tea knowledge, pre-existing golden tea knowledge, any one of you guys could, could, uh, could compete uh, for, the, for the top eight spots. That's my opinion. So speaking, if you want to, speaking of heavy want lifting to. and doing some mental math, uh, <clears throat> how much concrete does it take to make a pool? Because we do have a new sponsor this week. Oh my gosh! A sponsor. It is, it is the Andy Fox Pool Planning Company, and pool stands for piss off out of luck. Whether that refers to concrete or washout underneath previously poured concrete, what a disaster! Or trenches being dug. Uh, yeah, you, you've kind of shared that's, the epic journey. On that's Facebook. why I can't qualify for this because I gotta dig up my goddamn backyard. Yeah, yeah, trying to fix everything. But the, but this juicy Golden Team Mobile World Championship pool could pay for some extra excavation yeah, work because I am a little light <laughs> on money right now. And, some, and some landscaping. It is, it is yeah. mobile. You can bring the phone out there with you while you're Ooh. doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> one shovel full, one hole played. Yeah. One shovel full, how one nice, hole played. How nice yeah. to qualify for the Golden Team Mobile World Championship sitting in your supreme lawn chair, Poolside. out Ooh. at your pool, just burying everyone. That does. <laughs> just a thought. So, sponsor this week, Andy Fox's Pool Planning Company. If you want a shit show of a pool in your backyard with never-ending expenses, contact Andy Fox. Uh, you'll see him on Facebook. Most people probably have his phone number. If you don't, get him on Facebook. I'll tell you who not to hire. Good deal. Good deal. Oh. So thank you to the Andy Fox Pool Planning Company. So one one note on that. It's a, it's a double note. It's something we didn't touch on. It wasn't on the list. Uh, and that is the, um, the design of whole competition that it's just oh. now wrapping up. Uh, so what made me think of it was Russ Green... Who did those awesome renderings yeah, those and calculations, sweet. which were wrong, by the way. His calculations were wrong. But neither here nor there. He because built a few pools, though, and they look pretty damn good. They do look good. But, uh, yeah, no, his renderings were awesome. And his design hole was also, his design of holes, he did Plural. three, were all awesome. And uh, Three holes. I'm a big fan of three holes, <laughs> yeah. Tony. The I third one is the real one. magic. <laughs> the elusive third hole. <laughs> but, I only uh, saw the one with the pirate ship in the pond or whatever. No, he had... He oh, had I'm sure there's three. three. I'm yeah. just saying. I'm telling there was you one with the castle? What I Did saw. Did you see the castle? No. Yeah. So all of them were great. Uh, all of them, whether he submitted all of them or not, I'm not sure. He for sure submitted one. It was awesome. Should have been top ten. Russ, I feel you, buddy. I've been there. I've submitted something <laughs> that feels like it yeah. should be at least the top ten that was not. Which one are you so, referring to? Uh, I feel like Aqueduct was better than no. Fisher. I, I agree with both of those. Which one of Russ Green's are you saying should have been top ten? Because they were all. Because I only saw all, the one. You so, know, so. I, I have strong opinions on all of this. As it turns out, uh, they should have at least put. I, I honestly, I don't know if he submitted all of them or not. He for sure submitted at least one. Did an awesome video, a 3D rendering. Regardless of if Jim Zielinski liked that hole or not, it doesn't matter. Put it in the it top. It needed 10 to be in the goddamn it, top ten because they, it's great yeah. for marketing. Oh hell yeah! Look at how dedicated our fans are. <coughs> it's so are. stupid yeah. that they don't put the cle clearly. There are people out there that are putting in an incredible amount of time. Mm -hmm. yeah. How many napkins napkin drawings did we have? Yeah. And then there are people who are not putting as much time. That's fine, too. If that's a great hole design on a napkin, so be it. But 
the first four should be Jim's like Jim's top four, and then Jim Jim's favorite one, and, then and, and he can just and then and then markings like okay, here are the six that are awesome. Yeah, and mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't make actual great holes, mm-hmm. but they make marketing gold. Oh yeah, we need to do these six, and then those are the other top ten. Yeah, so so that's like, how it needs so, to go. So Russ Green, fix your shit, it. Jesus. Yeah, so. So, so Russ Green does graphic overlays, videos, the whole thing. You did a video, Aqueduct. I mean, if people are submitting it on napkins, to Tony's point, Jim Z needs to go through all these designs in a private office and says, this is feasible to get in a game. This is a playable hole. These are my top four. These, these are my top five. Theme, these yep. like whatever. And, and in IT, the marketing department, Kevin Lindsay, director of amusement, blah, 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 whatever, um, he gets those six, and if it's someone out in their backyard building a damn sandcastle in their sandbox and taking a video, like, get the creativity out there. Like, make some of this go viral, oh, yeah. not just, hey, here's another eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper that I, you know, drew up, you know, after a six pack of blue mountains. Well, and you'd have to think that of those top ten, Jim and maybe a couple select other people know that at least five of those are not going to out be the window it. right yeah. away. Yeah. So, which is why, to Al's mm-hmm. point. Okay, Jim, pick your favorite five and then leave the room and let the marketing company take over the rest of the... To make five. something go so, viral and get views and... So yeah. like I was saying, I think, I, I, I think I've only seen one of Russ Green's. And I think, and maybe he did this with all of them. It was like there was some kind of like valley. There was a fairway way up top and there was a fairway down low. And behind the green, I think there was a pond that had a pirate ship sitting in it. And I thought that and then you, you'd hit a flyover where you'd go over the hole and it'd come all the way back up the other fairway and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was awesome. And the only reason, and I, I think I commented to you on this, Tony, but the only reason I could think why they didn't pick it is because they specifically said they wanted uh, the uh, ocean side ocean or, or desert. Or desert. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was like, I don't know if that fits into either one of those categories. You just said pirate ship. But there was Sounds no ocean side. But there was no ocean. Maybe it was it, Noah's Ark in a mountain. It was like sitting in a pond, you know. Maybe but like, <coughs> to what you yeah. just said, you could probably fit that into somewhere on the course, you know. Um, even though it's not exactly on the beach or on the ocean, it could be mm-hmm. in the middle of the course. We I, got a little I, pirate ship here, I, you know, I, or I, whatever. So I'm sure yeah, they could probably make it work, just yeah. like they the did. Tide, on Royal the tide was low. Yeah, I, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. IT can take some liberties. You know, they can take the general layout of here's the tee box, here's the fairway, here's the green. And they can take some liberties that if someone accidentally didn't see that and they thought it was a mountain hole, well, take out the mountains, take out the pine trees, the conifers, and put in palm trees. Boom, done. From what it looked like from the final 10, though, it looked like it was, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but this is just, I'm just going off a of visual memory. It looked to me like they're mostly ocean. And maybe there was an opportunity in desert. If somebody would have loaded up on desert, maybe they could have snuck one into the top ten. Because, you know. Desert's a tough theme. Like it's like, what is a desert hole? There's no it's just uh, yeah. sand. Yeah, it's some sporadic cactuses. It's an oasis. There was actually an oasis. Just a big. There was an oasis one right in the middle of the hole. Big cactus. That has CJ written all over it. It's got like fifty arms. And you got to go through arms. Super cactus. Name of the hole. Super cactus. F gap. No. No. CJ needed to submit one called the prick yeah desert course and now he gets a third home edition a third home edition that'd be unbelievable oh, the gigs would be expen- just yeah exponentially uh, off the, yeah hold worlds at cj's apartment <laughs> that's what would happen so al speaking yeah. of worlds yeah al you had a question so my question about worlds uh 
I wanted to bounce it off of you guys. Uh, I know we've talked about it off off podcast a little bit, but we didn't talk to Tony about it. What do you think a good plan is, or what are they going to do, or what can you speculate that they may do if they just can't get Worlds in in this year? Like, if they just can't do it, and it gets to a point where it's gotten too close to the next Worlds, you know, which we're assuming is always going to be in June. What are they going to do because they said... I think that's a bad assumption. I'm just, I, but it's an assumption, you know. Let's just assume it's supposed to be in June next year too. What are they going to do? Like because Adams all but promised all the qualifiers already, the current qualifiers, that you are playing in a world championship no matter yeah, what. Locked and loaded. Yeah. You know, whenever it happens, you're playing in it. Mm-hmm. What if it's next year? You know. Mm-hmm. What What if they have to wait an entire calendar year off of where they wanted to be? You know. What are they going to do? So, go ahead. Well. Two early things. I think that begs the question. I mean, we're already at midsummer right now. We know tourneys are delayed. It's like seventy-five degrees. Yeah. Out. Just because you've been it's, working it's, on your tan it, doesn't mean the rest of us. It's a lot of driveway well, drinking. It's late this, this tan. It's almost June, Aljaz. Okay, so long story short, new courses. We're talking about design a whole. New courses are on the horizon. Do you see yeah. it putting out new courses before or after worlds? I think they're going to stick with new courses. Number one, at Tony's point, they're going to want the revenue from the bars and vendors that do reopen and have the machines, from the homeowners that have home additions. So if Worlds happens after the new courses are released, are they played on the 2020 courses or 2021? Mm. People earn their passes on 2020. So I think that's a very big question. On a side note, going to Vegas in June... That's pretty damn warm. I mean, even if our bookie gets us a limo again, I mean, I'm still going to go. <laughs> still going to drink that champagne in the limo and take full advantage of it. To and sweat from our asses off in that limo, by the way. That was, yeah. that was I'm going right. to get an air-conditioned limo next time. <laughs> no, oh, the, no, no, no. The one with the much bigger sunroof. The bookie's going to get. The bookie's. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the bookie. The bookie. So just a thought on that. But we talked about it with pro sports. Does this give IT and potentially power events the opportunity to have IT take the world championships to December, January, February, where all of a sudden power events now in the middle of June can take that slot in June. IT can take it in December in Vegas, where it's chillier in Vegas at that time. And then in the summer, you know, that kind of opens up other opportunities. So you just so a thought you, in, in terms of location we, like, we just lose this six months and now it's just in December every year. I think it gives them the you know the leverage. I don't want to say that they could hold it coincidentally with power events. Mm, that's a new one. That's um, a new word. Right did there. I just make that up? Coincidentally, well, I think coincidentally. it's better to have the world championships, which is kind of like as far as I, it is concerned, the most climactic part of the year. Mm-hmm. Later in the year, as far as like the golden tee, not the, necessarily the calendar year because it's in June, but later in their the Golden Tee current year's season. You mean like September? But, but, you but, know, but nine months. So nine, that's, where I, that's where I'm going with n- it. N- yeah. Nine is, months into the courses. Or, if I'm, some, if, go ahead. or some people may retort, which they have in the past, the best tournament to go to is right after the courses are out. That's how the cream rises to the top. You know, first look tourneys, blah, blah, blah. You release yeah. courses in all of a sudden October... And people are going to say, well, I'm going to go to the bar anyway. This is when I play the most because the courses are brand new. 
So would you hold qualifying in October, November, December, and all of a sudden hold Worlds in February, March? You know, yeah. when, when people haven't got to bang on the courses well, for nine months. It, it's it's just people that would be really pissed off. I, 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 I know, but, but on the flip side, there's also a bunch of people, you know, I'll play it either way. There's also a bunch of people who say, well, these players have, you know, been able to play thousands of games for months on end, blah, 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 and get their spot. And, you know, yeah. we, we also have, you know, the new tee boxes and everything. They're going to come out supposedly June 8th. And whenever World Championship qualifying kicks off again, those world qualifiers are going to have to qualify in new tee boxes, which yeah. is, in essence, almost going to be like a first look again, depending on how it sets up. Sorry to ramble. Oh, that's all right. I, I I can ramble for hours on this. Hell yeah! I want to hear. Here's what I, I, here we go. Dig here's deep. how I think about it. I'm gonna. I try to put myself in their place and think what is, take away what's been done in the past. What is what is what I want? What's the future? So we talked about that with Power Events earlier. Yeah. We mm-hmm. said, what they probably would like is their end of year tournament, to be in St. Louis, biggest attended, big event. Sounds great. Great chance yeah. to do blow it, it out. Right Absolutely, awesome. minimal minimal and, cost for them. Minimal yeah. cost, and and so that probably, maybe they'll take advantage of all of this kind of jumbling of their schedule and say, you know what, that's what we want. Let's just effing do it. Mm-hmm. And so, conversely, if I put myself in incredible technology shoes, where, when do I want worlds, and when do I want the qualifier for the worlds? March fucking madness. That's no, just me. No. No, that'd that's you. The, that'd be good for the player. To be but if I'm Incredible Technologies, my calendar starts October 1st with the new releases. releases. Yeah. And then, and then, and there's a lot of gameplay then. And then come, you know, the first part of the year, things start to slide, and that's when they've had the World Championship qualifiers. But in terms of the calendar of an Incredible Technologies course year, late, it makes a lot summer. of sense yeah. to be... August September for the World Championships. We've we've had we've had the full year of courses. We're going to have the World Championships on those courses, mm-hmm. and then shortly after that, new a, m- a month after Worlds, boom, new courses, fresh new start. They absolutely That's don't a, want them on twenty twenty one courses. Yeah. No. No. I mean. Yeah. J- just in for general, this year. for the, the and, future, I think Tony's talking about the future on how dates line oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but another I, more specifically then, this year because. Because, I mean, obviously their, their calendars jumbled. Adam's talked about, you know, obviously the Orleans is not just dealing with when can we have our Golden Tee tournament. Yeah. <laughs> They're dealing with yeah. when can we reschedule this conference and when can we reschedule this yeah, and this, this other poker events. tournament. Yeah. And that's why they're having a hard trouble, hard, not only the unknown of COVID, but just they're having a hard time rescheduling Worlds mm-hmm. because not only the unknown, but also the Orleans is catering to a lot of different groups. And so Adam has said, like if we have to hold this tournament in our warehouse, we will do it. Yeah. And yes, so that's yes. the way the way I read this is there is no damn chance we're having this tournament after the new courses come out. It is happening. Somewhere or another, it's happening. Whether it's in Chicago, whether it's in a warehouse, we're having this tournament because we don't see the point in having it after the new courses. Come you out. think it then goes back to Vegas? It's just yeah, a, yeah, it'll come. Yeah. I, I, I no, think they want think, the spectacle of so Vegas. because of because of what you said on that timeline. Do you think it's in June, because that's what works for the Orleans, and it's hard for them to book things in June? But in September, they got they can. I think they book could like easily crazy. book something in August. And mm-hmm. I mean, because Vegas is pretty dead. In August. Do we know maybe it went to them initially and said, "Hey, we'd love to do something in August September," and the Orleans is like, huh, 
Patty LaBelle's gonna be here. Yeah. Okay. We're not. We're not. We're not She's doing, doing a, the Golden reunion. Girls reunion tour. Yeah, 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 gonna be in town. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I tell you what, though. Bill Cosby made bail. <laughs> if they're gonna, if they're seriously gonna do it before new courses, they better get on with it. Decide yeah. something because. There's still a lot of qualifying weeks that, pe- that people yeah, need to absolutely. do. Absolutely. So, so y- yes. And so, if if we look at, so they just they just announced June first, eight more weeks of Golden Tee Mobile qualifying. Well, the Golden Tee Mobile is happening coincident coincidentally, <laughs> coincidentally <laughs> with <laughs> these Blue Mountains are getting to me. All right. <laughs> um, you know that's that basically takes us through June. Well, they can't have the worlds. Or through July, I'm sorry. They can't have the Worlds before the end of the Worlds qualifying. And because Golden Tee Mobile is happening at the same time as Golden Tee Arcade Worlds, probably. I guess it doesn't have to, but mm-hmm. um, that, that well, was always the plan. In mobile, in mobile, though, they can just exclude the courses that they've been releasing because they're all old courses anyway. Yeah, yeah, the courses. So they could just go mobile. back yeah, yeah. and be like, nope, you guys are playing this on June they want, you know, yeah. and whatever. But they want to do it in person because they want to take away the people that are using. Um, Cheating devices or whatever you want to call them. Oh, not not cheating. Okay. AIDS, maybe right. AIDS. Well, they like, they rule, clearly rulers. consider it cheating since they won't allow it at Worlds. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, but anyway, so if you say, well, they're for sure Worlds aren't going to happen until at least August. Then, well, now you have August and September before new courses come up. Now it could be that the new courses are delayed this year. I was going to say that's is possible this year. Any chance we go back to an 0506 situation with a layover? The T's have been delayed. It might not be an entire year, but yeah, I they bet. play these courses for eighteen months because of COVID. You know, they go, they go. I wouldn't be shocked if it gets delayed a month. You know what I mean? I, I don't think they'll delay it more than that. But I think, yeah. but I think I wouldn't be shocked if it and and maybe and maybe that's when they can book the Orleans. You know what? We got an unfortunate. You know, we got we got October tenth. Who knows? That's when that's when we yeah can, take can it get or leave it. it. Yeah, and and that's when we're gonna go. And because of that, we're gonna delay. The new courses until November first. I'd, I'd be thrilled with that. The booking mm-hmm. of the I mean, Orleans. Totally fine. And 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 so then at that point maybe they say that wow wow that worked out pretty nice we had the world mm-hmm. championships and then boom new courses released and then all of a sudden that's just the new normal because yeah. I think that logically that makes the most sense like the championship is held at the end of the year so yeah. there's a very yeah. good chance that the booking <clears throat> of the Orleans or the having the worlds in the warehouse or wherever it may be is completely dictating when the new year gets released. Could be. Yeah. I, I think it just Could goes be. back to somewhat how big a show do they want to put on because I'm sure the Orleans isn't cheap. I'm sure renting a semi or two to get all that crap there, renting ESPN the Ocho and all these techs to come out and film it isn't cheap. But doing it in a warehouse, probably a lot cheaper. No, there's not a lot of bright sides to this, but yeah. the bright side would be <clears throat> CJ's. they're still going to probably have these courses ready the same day they always did. Well, and, and now they're saying, hey, we're, we can't wait for two months. They've got time to figure them out. Yeah, I, I'm sure Jim Zelensky. And when they come out, they're done. There's no beta or nothing. They, they, they've got them ready to go. They've had them sitting there for two months. An October you date know? would also give people time to kind of maybe get a little more comfortable traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going to a place like Las Vegas where they might, in August or June or July or whenever, they might not necessarily feel comfortable going. I have a feeling if Worlds was <clears throat> if Worlds was in August in Vegas, I think our flights would be a little bit cheaper because it's a scorcher out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a scorcher in June too. So, well, I know, but people want, would rather go there in May and September or October than they would in the, you know in August. 
I don't know. I love it. I, I mean, poolside, poolside with scorcher is great. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah jumping you know, off the roof with a stinger. No, but your know, older <laughs> vacationers, they don't like going there when it's blazing hot. You know, we went in February once and it was like seventies every day, and I loved it. So last year, I believe two people dropped out of Worlds. I think it was uh, Jeff Sudiak and one other I can't recall who qualified. So with this whole COVID thing, depending on how this goes, what what do we put the number at? People who have qualified who don't show up to World, is uh, it going to be three and a half? There's three and a half 30, over under. There's thirty nine out of the eighty eight who have qualified. What happens then, Tony? If twenty five percent of people just aren't comfortable, the thirty nine people that have done it have put a lot of time and effort into it. So I don't know that many of them would back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like everybody that's qualified, like yeah, but if you truly don't feel safe, safe mm-hmm. then yeah, like well, yeah. well, I guess I just wasted the five hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, the thirty-nine that have qualified are pretty are, are making money on Golden. Team. How do you? They're film? not. They're not losing money. Mm-hmm. You just well, a you could not have a full bracket. Did, and that did. happens. But also, you could have a. You could have. Imagine if there was like ten spots up for grabs on the on the, cl- on the money shot on the money shot. No, close to the, the CTP. That would be. <laughs> That'd be a juicy Friday night. Yeah, well, I don't know if it happened to any of the commercial so guys. <laughs> I don't know if it happened to any commercial guys before this all happened. But since this happened, I don't think anybody's gotten an email where you have to say, "Hey, I'm." I'm remember the email where you confirm that you're going, mm-hmm. so yeah. they knew there was a spot. Yeah, I didn't ever get that. So maybe no. that comes when they say we're having it. Yeah, then you confirm. And they have plenty of time to fill the spots. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Six more home edition spots available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because remember, when we qualified in the past, that email was there a couple days later. You know. Yeah. So speaking of emails and communications from IT, I mean we uh, we had a little dicey situation maybe uh, in the last week, week and a half. Oh, Al Jazz is grunting. That's how I feel. Yeah. So obviously we try to cover you know ninety five percent good, maybe five percent bad with IT. There might be a little twenty percent gray area. Yeah, twenty percent gray area <laughs> where, where we're a little wishy washy. Uh, unfortunately, if you are a player who cashed out with incredible technologies last year, uh, there was a data breach. You should have gotten a letter in the mail if you did cash out. And basically, what happened is it sounds like there was a player who requested their ten ninety nine miscellaneous income form uh, so they could file their taxes from IT. And whatever person in the accounting department. For once, not Kevin Lindsay, someone in the accounting department. Uh, maybe of, maybe Kevin of, was doing a job share that day. <laughs> maybe someone took Just some kidding, Kevin, Kevin Lindsay PTO and Kevin Lindsay had to replace him. Anyway, uh, someone in the accounting department, it sounds like, uh, instead of sending out that one Golden Tee Players 1099 form, they just clicked on the PDF, sent them the file of everyone's 1099 who cashed out the previous year. It's a big file. Yeah, so that's going to be 1099s. Uh, on the side note, I would love to uh, have that Golden Tee player send me that folder minus the Social Security numbers. I'd like to see what some of these mofos made last year. That's that's what I'm saying. There's some good content in there. That would be good to know. Oh, yeah. At least it was just our tax IDs numbers, though, and not our Social Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, shit, That's that what the tax ID number, number is. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I don't know. I, I would like, I'm, I'd like to think that it's somebody that we probably mm-hmm. or hopefully know, and they actually did what they said with the yeah. data and just dumped it. I don't care if they looked at how much my my maid. <coughs> just get rid of my social security number. That's all I care about. Yeah. Oh, I, also want, I also want to know who the person is that has yeah. it. Well, well, that, well that did, you nice see, know, did you see Steve Sobel's post on Facebook? He showed that, like, 
two-foot stack of envelopes with all the mailings he gets from IT, wasting postage, hashtag. Uh, and then Brian Bernhardt commented on it. I wonder if my 1099 is in there somewhere. So I don't know if it was Burnsy who requested it. I mean, he lives in a pretty rural well, area. What makes me think is that somebody we don't know is I have a feeling if it was, they would have stepped up and said, what a Goldie Van, hey, it was me. I Just threw the know, shit in the shredder. I all your bullshit, you know what I mean? Yep. I have a feeling it's somebody that uh, hit a $500 hole and win, you know, or, you know, one of those guys that, or wins money shot, or wins it twice. But those guys don't know <laughs> just barely they, creeps into the six hundred over six hundred dollar range, you know. And but I think they don't just, know that they have to pay taxes. Yeah, I yeah, mean, there's not. there's golden tee bangers yeah. that don't know that they have to pay taxes, or there's golden they tea, don't want to pay taxes. There's golden tee bangers that know they have to pay taxes and don't that don't pay taxes, <laughs> you know. So, but I don't know. I I'm not gonna. I'm not saying it's water under the bridge, but I. Yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm done, just talk, it's I'm done talking about it. It, it. it happened. What do you want? What do you want to do? It's I mean, dicey. Just uh, it happened. It's, so, so, so if it happened, to you you should have gotten the letter. You get a free year of credit monitoring. Uh, I try to check my you know credit and where it's sitting at, my FICO scores and all that uh, fairly often. So just look at your credit, see if there are any reports or you know nefarious activities. Did I say that properly, Tony? Yep, nailed it. Hell yeah. Um, so just see if there's any weird going zones with uh, with your credit or anything. Uh, I think this will be fine long term. Uh, if it's someone who's, who's cashing out, they're probably one of the better players in the Golden Tee community, uh, getting their stuff going on. And hopefully at some point through the grapevine, we'll figure out who it is, and they'll just text their buddies and say, yep, I shredded all your stuff, not a problem. Yeah, like I said, if it was me, remember it was Tony or you, mm-hmm. I just have, like, I think we would have went out there and said, I got the file. I did what I was supposed to do with it. It's gone. I didn't look at anything. Yeah. We're not hearing that, so it's probably somebody we don't know, you know, or they're just not a Golden Tee fan or whatever, you know. I know Luke requested it. Luke didn't get his by the end of February. Hmm. Um, and Luke, he, Luke cashed out? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he made money at this game. <laughs> Luke, requested, Luke requested his. It took him a while to finally get it. And I don't know how savvy he is. Who knows? Maybe the file's sitting in his email. He doesn't even know it. But thought it was spam or he, went to a spam. He folder said or he something. doesn't think he has the file. <laughs> you know, but he was of the ilk where he requested it late, like somebody here did. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I just think if it was any of the guys that go to tournaments that we communicate with all the time, I have a feeling they would have came out and said it. Yeah, it was me because it would give us all peace of mind. You know what I mean? If we knew that's who it was. Yeah. No, I agree. Speaking of peace of mind, you know what always gives me peace of mind? Is walking in to the banger bunker, a bar, a home edition, and seeing that I have one of the top five shots of the week. Unfortunately, it hasn't (laughs) happened in a while. Imagine if you were able to select your own shot of the week. And you have a machine at your house. Or even better. If your hands if, were if, control, if your subordinate was able to select <laughs> the shot of the week for you, so like to I report, let's, let's just say that Will, you were my boss, uh huh, and Will, you know, you hadn't you hadn't had a shot of the week in a while, and things are a little slow or with golden tea, but I knew that it kind of rubbed you the wrong way, and you had a shot that was like kind of whatever interesting. <laughs> But I knew that you wanted it, and I had the, I had the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I, maybe I would do it. And but I wouldn't put it like number one because that'd be kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I I bury it 
at shot of the week. A burial? Number five. Number five. If just you're going to give you it, a little do it shot. Number one. No, that's too obvious. <laughs> What's well, already obvious? <laughs> What's obvious? I don't know what you're insinuating, Andy. So, so speaking of insinuation, so Tony, you're insinuating if I was playing Grand Teton. And I smoothed in a six wood, and it <laughs> just a pretty normal shot. And it right? didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit off a rock wall four different times, bank off a tree, no nothing. If I just hit a straight six wood into the wind, I mean, did you cut it a little bit? Maybe slightly, because there was a little bit of wind. Okay. But number one, it didn't hit any objects. The only object it hit was the green one bounce, hit the pin, and drop in. You know, I mean, we didn't even. I'm not even sure we really saw it hit a pin. I think it was it just a regular. The, there was some, there was some poor camera work. Back there. I'll agree with you on that. If you I mean, were, it probably hit a pin. Uh, Adam Kramer, number five shot of the week. Congratulations. <laughs> probably, probably hit the pin. Yes. But the camera work sucked, Adam. Okay. If, uh, if you were if to I, do that for your employer, would you do it maybe the week that you were going to have your review, your yearly review? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know. Um, You've been good. You've been would really you have been planning that months in advance, like. When my review comes up, I'm going to get a shot of the week for Adam to see if it boosts my chances of a better raise. And then you go to actually do it, and you're like, this is all he's got? I, I this, is the, this is the best shot he had this, <laughs> this is the I guess we got to go with it. This is the only goddamn <laughs> shot he YouTube all week. Well, that, that, that's what I'm thinking is that I don't know how many subscribers there are to Adam Kramer's Golden Tea YouTube channel. But I'm guaranteeing you, Kevin Lindsay's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, so c- c- congratulations, Adam Kramer, number five <laughs> shot of the week, uh, the week of uh, you know May. In defense, May, uh, yeah, May seventeenth, eighteenth. In 19th, defense of that 20th, whole situation. In defense of that whole situation, the shots of the week, the quality of the shots of the week, have dropped off a little bit since the uh, well, more gameplay tra- has dropped off. Well, they're more traditional now. Not as many opportunities to have these incredible shots. You know? well, well, I agree with you. Gameplay is down, so the great shot opportunity is down, especially for the – because most of these shots are from noobs that bounce it off something. The number three shot of the week this, this week was a ace on a par five off a wall dunk. Mm-hmm. That's three, and Adam's crap was five. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! I hand delivered one to Kevin Lindsay on a silver platter. <laughs> it was Dodge City eighteen off a bunch of bounced off a bunch of shit and went in the hole for a thirty-two. Nothing. No shine. Nope. No. Probably, like, just like CJ. Probably no shine. Probably didn't even reply to your message, or just gave you a thumbs he up. He said, "I'll emoji. pass it along." I'll pass it along. <laughs> Oh, there we go. There we go. Well, I'm guessing you guys are probably going to talk about the uh, the match this weekend. Yeah, there's a big match this weekend. And I you mean me, you... me against Evan Gossett and Golden Team. No, Nova? no, no. Like an actual, there's like these PGA guys and NFL guys that might get together. Are they going to use different tee boxes? Well, that's the thing is, <laughs> I realized before the podcast that I really don't know the rules of this match. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to have to bow out and head home and let you guys discuss that. Uh, your own Long story short, who are you taking, Tiger or Phil? I'm come on, clearly taking Tiger. And I will say, we the reason I would take Tiger if I was gambling in this is because I think that Tiger has a less lesser chance of blowing up, of the wheels coming off. When the wheels come off, Phil, they come off. When they come off Tiger, he kind of holds it together. He'll shoot 75 or whatever. Phil can shoot 81. But that doesn't mean the wheels are going to come off of either one of them or they're going to come off of Tiger or Phil. I just, 
I just feel like when the going gets rough, it gets a lot rougher going for Phil than it does mm-hmm. for Tiger. You know? I'm a devil's advocate you here, mm-hmm. and I'm a well-known Phil Mickelson lover, but Phil Mickelson loves to play golf. You know he's been playing golf the whole time, the whole time as much as he could. He's been looking for it. Whereas mm-hmm. Tiger, who might love golf, is perfectly happy taking two yeah. months off. A la <laughs> But DJ. has he taken two months off? A la DJ and Rory. Rory. Yeah. They're just like, ah, fuck it. Show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. explicit rating on the podcast now. It's all right. Um, <laughs> Man, Dustin Johnson. That's I could see Tiger just rolling in, having but, some fun, having a great time with it, I, being a good show, but also not just, really giving a damn and, about and just the saying, golf. hey, sorry, I don't have it. I agree, and that's the advantage is we do have the news that Phil has been doing that, but we don't have any idea what Tiger's been doing, you know, unless it's been reported. I have no, I haven't seen anything, but there hasn't been any reports of him playing either. So probably a good chance. He, probably a good chance he hasn't been playing. Or? You know, like I said, I'm not clear on the <laughs> rules yet, Man. so I don't know if I should even weigh in on this because. I thought they were playing different tee boxes. You think you think you think if Phil was playing from the up tees, he'd have better odds than the minus one ninety or the plus one fifty. I'm sorry that he's getting. Now, are Tom and Peyton going to play from the same tee boxes as? I would guess not. I was thinking about no, that. They'll probably so those two are moved up, and those two are moved. In the the question is: Someone going to check because Tom like Brady's been, balls? You know, he has a little thing with balls not being uh, up to proper regulation. Yeah, they got to be right. Uh, can you, regulation, can you think compression. Of anybody that yeah. would love to Could check you, Tom Brady's balls? Dude, Ooh. What if they mm. find out Tom's using a ball that's like one centimeter smaller? You know how much farther a ball goes if you take that much off? Of it? Like, if you just make you know it a little much, bit smaller, how much farther the ball goes? No. It goes a lot farther. That's why Jack Nicholas has always said to uh, to combat. The equipment, he wants to make the ball. He a wants little, small balls. No, he wants to make it a little bit bigger so it just doesn't go as far, so they can't out equipment the game. You know. What well, I mean? then it's easier to hit the golf Jack ball. Jack Nicholas is a big ball proponent. Yeah. <laughs> breaking a news. Big ball proponent. So if the ball is bigger, that makes it easier to hit. And one of us, among <laughs> the four of us, hits. among the four of us, whiffed on a driver off the tee today. Uh, <laughs> I'm not we, sure he said it was a driver. Anyways, it could have been taking, an iron. I'm <laughs> taking Tiger. Oh, I don't even know I'm, with. With. I'm out. Have you a good got, one, Al. Just he's playing with Peyton from the Blacks. <laughs> yes. Make sure to go home, uh, post pictures of your food for dinner, and uh, we'll get a Greg grade tonight. Ooh. So Ooh. Tiger Woods, Greg grade on a uh, McChicken homemade McChicken sausage patty made by Tyson. Ooh, air fryer edition. <laughs> so. <laughs> Looks overcooked. Phil, Phil, yeah. Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods. Phil Mickelson is playing with Tom Brady. Tiger Woods playing with couple of the Manning. couple of the goats. Yes, and we got Phil at plus one fifty and Tiger at minus one ninety. Uh, I'm a Tiger fan over a Phil fan. Uh, I took Phil in this matchup. Uh, yeah, I haven't had the opportunity to gamble on sports in quite some time. As my um, you're not bookie, gambling. You're not gambling on the right sports then. <laughs> as, as my bookie might be aware, um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm a self-professed Phil fan. Uh, I've come around. I've come around on Tiger. Like I used to hate the coverage that he got. It annoyed mm-hmm. me because I was a big Phil fan, and it was Tiger this, Tiger that. 
Uh, but you know, I like a good story, so I'm I'm back on the I'm back on the tiger uh, wagon. But I will be betting on Phil this weekend because of previously stated reasons. Also, the plus one fifty versus minus one. I need to make money. Music to my ears because. I'm on the tiger you've got side. Some, oh, and you've got, and, and, and you probably have a heavy liability on. Well, I'm a, <laughs> on the tiger your, side. Your bookie, your bookie has a heavy liability. I'm much more of a Phil guy than a Tiger guy for the same reasons you. It's just like, oh, here's Tiger Woods a uh, uh, putt for par when he's played number six, thirteen shots off the lead. Yeah, there was a there was a tweet I saw this past week during uh, the Relief Classic or COVID Relief, whatever whatever it was called, from a. Uh, from a Twitter account called Al Jisms. And it's, Ooh, that's, uh, familiar. A great, that's a great Twitter account, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's Al- a good follow. A-L-J-I-Z-Z-U-M-S. Al Jisms uh, put out a tweet. Really looking forward to watching Dustin and Rory today. I wonder how many times they'll flip over to Tiger Woods as he's eight strokes <laughs> behind the pace on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Al Jisms. Check it out. Uh, I'm on the fill train. Tony. I'm on Team Tony. Podmore, get better. Andy Fox flipping the flipping the script and going Tiger Woods. Yeah, I'm not a Tiger guy, but I think uh, they roll. Good deal. I don't have much else. Do you guys no, have much else? We're, we're just at the hour and forty minute mark, so I think we could probably wrap yeah. this up and uh, put a bow on it. But uh, happy to be back. Happy to be back here in the banger bunker yes. with my mates. Yes, yeah. minus CJ. Minus CJ. Uh, but uh, oh, looking look, forward. Jazz left a beer can here. Shocking. Was it, like partially empty. At least it's empty. Probably a couple but, of peanuts uh, on the floor. Hopefully, I'll be back uh, sometime soon. We'll do uh, another podcast. Maybe uh, do a little bit more mobile focus for those that are trying to uh, push on the next eight. Yeah, I, I, I think for most of the public right now, that's the most viable option. And I think as soon as I told Andy that Mouth had done it in a week, that he thought, you know what, I could probably oh, do this the, in a oh, week. Oh, the gauntlet's been laid. So uh, maybe by next week we'll be talking about Andy Fox making a run at Worlds for Golden Team Mobile. Double dipper. I'll dabble. All right. Yes. Uh, with that, uh, I'm Tony Johnson. I'm Will Samstead. And I'm Andy's, Andy Fox is leaving. All right. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe.